Unit 4 Health and Fitness Podcast. We are two CrossFit coaches, Shona Denovan and Chris Mota. This podcast is for Unit 4 members, anyone who is interested in CrossFit training and nutrition. And if you've got any questions for us or topics you'd like us to discuss, you can message us on Instagram at U4 Health and Fitness. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Chris. How are you? Good, Shona. How are you? I'm great. Um, so here we are. We're together on my podcast and we're going to talk about being CrossFit coaches. And we've also got some questions from mostly from uh, our unit for health and fitness members. Um, and I just thought it'd be quite good to get you on, pick your brains, because you're an extremely knowledgeable person, aren't you? Well, if you say so, Shona. <laughs> I think so. Um, it was making me laugh because we were trying to organize a time to meet and you were like, I am I have an appointment at nine and an appointment at five. So anything <laughs> in between there. And that is like exactly what my life is like right now. Like, um, yeah. it's totally changed. Like you were saying in our chat that you were doing like 50 hours a week in the gym, like face to face something like that and now your life yeah. is completely like what is it like now so well just first off two years ago I was working in a gym contracted to like I think it was 35 hours but it was also like a 45 minute drive away so it was like an hour and a half of driving each day as well which is like another seven and a half hours um I also worked another job coaching judo classes to kids and that was like another five to ten hours depending on where I was so yeah it added up a lot um, now I work at unit four as much as I want to basically, um, mm-hmm. right now is not as much as I would like, but hopefully soon we'll be back open and then I just run my own business as well. So it's, I think right now I do like somewhere in the 25 to 30 hours a week range, mostly from home. And it's uh, very, much more relaxed than it was before. It's actually really nice, isn't it? Like my, my life is like pretty much exactly the same I mean, I would, I would, I really am so excited about Unit 4 opening up again and doing face-to-face coaching, like not Zoom coaching. I don't oh, know yeah. how many hours of Zoom coaching I have done, but I think like once it opens up again, I don't want to do single <laughs> hour more. <laughs> yeah, I've been on Zoom for like years. I've, I've had mentors who are based in the okay. state, so we would Zoom call like a couple times a week for... I think a few years I did it. Um, so like even just coming into this time last year, like I'd already done enough Zoom and mm, then we had to like move our whole life onto Zoom. I know. It was, uh, yeah, it was a bit much. And it was it was a wee bit of like, a, well, for me anyway, you've been doing it for ages. It was a bit of a novelty. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loved it at first. Um, but now I, I'm going to continue with like teaching yoga on Zoom. But that's that's kind of different like that's I really enjoy yeah. that but cr- coaching CrossFit is so different on Zoom and um I think like that's something to discuss about like some of our questions are like getting back into the gym and how different yeah. it's going to be um because like part of the thing that people miss so much about CrossFit and you just can't really recreate on Zoom is like the the sort of camaraderie like seeing other people work out, being yeah. a bit competitive, all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I, it's, 
it's almost like you're there, but it's just not close enough to get the benefit of it. Mm. Yeah. It's um it's nice having someone watch you, like it feels a bit more accountable, but you don't have like that group suffering that you have in class. Yeah. Which is like it does work so well. Totally. So I've got some like discussion topics that we could go over before we move on to our questions. And if, if the questions are like a, a popular thing, what we'll do is we'll just do them like maybe every fortnight or something if people have, have things that they want us to discuss because you know what, this is going to be so interesting. Um, right, so here we go. So the first topic that I thought that we could discuss is what is different about being a CrossFit coach as, a, being a, as opposed to any other type of coach? What's your initial thoughts well, first of all, I've only ever coached CrossFit, I've done some personal training, and I've coached kids for judo. Um, and all of them are quite similar. I think if you were coaching something else, maybe in like a really big group where you don't have as much interaction, it would be really different. But everything I've done has been quite personal. And I think that's probably what I would say is almost everyone that goes to the gym, at least people that go to the classes that I coach, I feel like I know them very, very well. I've known them, most of them for quite a long period of time. And if one leaves, it's, it's like a big hit. It's, like, it's quite upsetting when someone has to move, like, move away or change job or whatever it is. Um, and I can't imagine it would be exactly like that in a different scenario. Yeah. So I have, I have worked in like your gym, every, every single gym that you can think of in the city centre of Glasgow, I have worked in. <laughs> um, and I have obviously PT'd loads of people over the years, um, but yeah, CrossFit is, for me is so different because like, and one of the reasons why I love it so much is, is the, the fact that you will, you will have people for years. Like you'll, we've got members yeah. that have been there since we opened like seven years ago and you do develop that real connection and you start to get to know people and what makes them tick and, and, and you'll be in a class full of people and you have to coach everyone kind of differently based on on who they are. Yeah. Um, not not nothing to do with like their ability or or their goals, like literally just who they are and like what motivates them. But also like what I love about being a CrossFit coach is that people really care or tend to really care about their technique and about their performance. Because yeah. like I've, I've coached classes and people just turn up and they kind of like half-ass it. You just don't get that in a, in no. a CrossFit gym, do you? I think that because of the camaraderie and like that group atmosphere that's so involved, I think like those people just get weeded out really quickly. So like you can show like that, per that person might show up for like a couple of months and then not that people are going to like on purpose push them away, but if you're not like making an effort to be part of the group, mm -hmm. then I guess like the, you're not going to be feel as included and you're not going to feel like you're there really mm -hmm. the same as everyone else is like they're involved in it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like a really good way of like, like I don't want to say bad people, but like people who don't want to be in that atmosphere just end up going away somewhere else. And that's fine. If they don't enjoy it, then, and it's not for them, then they probably shouldn't be in the class anyway. Um, so yeah, I think it's like a it's like self, like a self-sustaining. What's the word I'm looking for? Like an ecosystem of people that 
Like it does its own thing and it, it manages itself. And the people that should be in the group are in the group and the people that don't like that weed themselves out anyway. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, another thing that I love about it is ha- like I've ha- having like worked in like a pure gym or something like that. Like people, I think, I think CrossFit is a great place for a lot of people because it takes the focus away from how you look like yeah I think like so many people sign up for CrossFit because they're like okay so I want to maybe lose a bit of weight I want to look like this person that I've seen on fitness on earth yeah Um, and then very quickly that goes out the window Um, and I would really recommend it for people who like are maybe a bit obsessive about things like that because yeah for sure for especially for women See, if you're like dieting and, and like just not eating enough food, you will not be able to perform at the level or like you won't you won't get stronger. Like we're, we're, we're always like chasing progression and building strength and getting stronger. And if you aren't eating to support that, then you just won't get that. And, I, and I, I've seen that that sort of transformation in people so many times where they've like they've come in. And they've maybe just been like so obsessed with how they look or being a certain weight. And then that just goes out the window because they're like stuck at a certain power clean, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so funny how quickly, especially people who you would never have thought would care about things like that. Like someone comes in and they're like a middle-aged woman who's never exercised before. And within three weeks, they really want to get two kilos more on their power clean. Like it's just, it just like, it's like comes out of nowhere, but it's because everyone else in the environment is doing the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to say that people who do CrossFit can still look amazing. Mm. Like that still happens, but it doesn't have to be the main focus. And it's, it's a lot more rewarding to go for those performance things because it is so measurable. Like you might look in the mirror in six months time and look exactly how you thought you wanted to look but at that point it might not be enough for you Mm. whereas like the extra five kilos like the new skill that you've learned like that's a thing that you can definitely say that is true Mm -hmm. yeah totally agree and um like I used to kind of tell lies to myself that like being a certain body composition would make me better at some things within CrossFit and I think a lot of people say that as well they're like oh I'll never I'll never be like really good at gymnastics because I'm not shredded or really lean and I actually don't necessarily agree with that at all like I I I think yeah to an extent but I actually think that no I don't what do you think do you agree with that I think that only matters once you get to a certain point and I think that point is like the top point one percent I think and most of those people there might be one person in every CrossFit gym that's like that and maybe not even that many Mm. Um, I think for the average person who goes and trains to enjoy themselves feel good look good perform their daily life how they want to Mm. I don't think that comes into account very much unless you're on the extremes I think if you're really really overweight or really 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 underweight you might have something in there that's true. Like if you are like 40 kilos over the weight, the chance of you getting a muscle up is quite slim, mm. but then you could get so much closer without even changing that weight as well. 
yeah yeah that's that's yeah what I love about it I think that um this is one of the questions that will come up later but there is a sort of skill set that's suited to every single type of body or every single type of person um and you don't necessarily get that in a lot of sports like some sports if you're a certain body type or body shape like it's not really going to work but um (laughs) yeah like i'm not going to the nba like i can tell you that now even (laughs) if i practice basketball every single day i'm I'm not going well that's exactly what i mean like your your height like or for example like row people that row you tend to be long and tall um whereas like with crossfit you can you can be good no matter what you look like it's basically that brings me kind of like to the next question so what do you think are the benefits of crossfit outside of being good at competing at crossfit i think like this is something that has really like got in in my brain in this last year because before lockdown i spent so much time at crossfit competitions and like it can you, you kind of like can get sucked into that whole that whole atmosphere that whole like it's almost like a clique of people that regularly compete and you you almost as a coach kind of forget why you why you've like got yourself involved in CrossFit in the first place and I look at you and I say I don't think of you ever like being someone that really cares that much about being really good at competitive CrossFit but but you love CrossFit as a, like a training methodology and you love being a CrossFit coach. So um, especially in this last year with lockdown and there's been no competitions and we've not been able to see each other at all, I've been like, I really miss what I initially got into CrossFit for. And that yeah. is like the community aspect, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, what do you think about that? I think that competing can be a really good drive for people but I think sometimes it does take them off track from what they initially went there for like if someone goes to the gym because they really want to be healthy and feel good all the time and look a little bit better and just enjoy their life a little bit more but then they're pounding themselves into the ground every day trying to be competitive then they're like not that they're miserable but they're like always sore and they can't go and do things with their family because they're in the gym for three hours and like you're almost then sacrificing what you turned up for because mm-hmm. that you have this new thing that you do. Um, but I think that CrossFit, if used correctly and there's good ways of doing it and bad ways of doing it, can be a good way to just support your life. Like my, my brother's a footballer. He's about to go to college in the US and he's doing CrossFit just now to get himself prepared to be able to handle the amount of training he's going to do. Um, it's a good way of keeping things really varied and making sure that he's not going to show up with a knee injury from running 30 miles a week to try and get up his fitness to the level it needs to be. Um, my stepdad, I program CrossFit for him. He's had multiple back injuries, back surgeries, and was told that he could never lift more than 10 kilos ever again. And through really, really taking it, slowly like years and years before he was building up to using even an empty barbell he's now able to do pretty much everything he wants to do from like swinging an axe around chopping logs for the fire to like mowing the lawn like doing whatever he wants like he can do that now because he's 
put himself through these workouts that his body's now prepared for mm-hmm. pretty much whatever he wants to do. There's going to be things that like he probably can't lift as much weight as he would like to long term, but like he wouldn't be able to do that if he was just doing things really linearly. Like if he was just on a treadmill or just doing bodybuilding exercises, he has to do that kind of functional work as well. That obviously is such a big part of CrossFit. So does your your brothers? coaches they don't mind him doing crossfit at all and so so currently he's he's not turned up to college yet as like he starts his first year this year um but it's in the u.s so they always have a big like crossfit's a such a bigger thing over there as well um so i don't know he might they might have a problem with it but (laughs) it's uh it's going to be too late at that point um but he's put on like five kilos of muscle or something in the last six months. Um, and that's just from doing CrossFit. Yeah, just from doing CrossFit, a little bit of extra strength stuff here and here and there, drinking a lot of milkshakes. Um, yeah, like, so he's like, and he's a small person as a, to start with. So like putting on five kilos is a, is a big deal. It's like 10% of his body weight again, I think. Wow. Like there or thereabouts. Um, just from like training pretty diligently and eating more than he would normally eat and yeah it's uh it's made a big difference to what he'll be able to do playing football is he following your program or is he at a crossfit gym uh he's following my program They've, he's got a gym at home so he does pretty much like the unit four workouts mm-hmm. that that we program um as well as like a little bit of extra like accessory work here and there because he has the time uh and is to that, do is that accessory stuff is that like designed to like is that hypertrophy like to build muscle yeah he does he does like a he kind of does like a uh west side barbell powerlifting-esque program on top of his crossfit just as a good way of getting a load of like super simple movements in like he had to learn how to squat how to deadlift how to bench press like all the movements he had never really done before mm-hmm. apart from following me to the gym a couple of times when i worked up in the gym in inverness and he would like sit at the side during class um and sometimes like use a PVC pipe. Uh, I remember like the first time I was there, I think I was like trying to max out my power clean or something stupid. And he did like a five rep max hang power clean with like 12 kilos or something like that when he was like 12 or whatever it was. Um, So since then he has been like slowly doing it, but it's Mm -hmm. taken like a lot of him FaceTiming me being like, hey, it says power clean, what's that? That is actually incredible that um that he has gained that much muscle and and still like I imagine he's his like conditioning is is obviously uh, yeah and he's so much stronger like when he started he was like it would be like all right you're gonna build like a heavy ish set of five deadlifts and he would get like forty kilos and then he just like ran out of weights the other day like he maxed out his deadlift at like just under a hundred kilos mm-hmm. and it looked like someone picking up something that they could pick up every single day. And he was like, yeah, I just use all the weights. I don't have mm. any more. <laughs> okay, mm. better buy some more plates then. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, and that was only been like six months, crazy. It just goes to show like how the programming can have such an impact on the results that people get because um, I, I work on a, a different type of online coaching and, and we prescribe workouts for people and they generally are like, um, kind of simple hypertrophy programs 
um, like three sets of 10 of various different exercises. And maybe every so often we throw in like a little circuit in there, but it's definitely not like a CrossFit style in any yeah. sense of the word. And the reason that the other coaches avoid that is because they don't think that CrossFit is, um, is ideal for building muscle or making people stronger. And it just goes to show that it really depends on the programming. Because I think saying a CrossFit yeah. style isn't is, is too broad wouldn't you yeah think? totally I, I think that there's a lot of interpretation to mm. crossfit like that if you go back to 2003 like when the crossfit journal was just kind of getting started and read like the really early articles there it gives you a really good roadmap as to like how you should program basic crossfit programming um and in that it was like once every three to five days you should be doing just heavy lifting. So that's probably maybe less than the average person who's coming into a CrossFit gym, but the focus is so high on those days in the intention that you're lifting really, really maximally, at least effort-wise, it doesn't have to be maximal load. But if you're doing that, then you will get a lot stronger and you will get a lot more muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just going in and doing like, three sets of five at 60% every single day. And it's like half effort every time you go in, you might not get that much stronger because you're not actually really pushing yourself that much. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for the conditioning as well. If you're doing three or four parts to your, to your session, trying to cram that into an hour in your class, then you're kind of splitting your effort into all these different avenues. Like if you just do one thing really, really, really well, then you're going to get so much more benefit from that thing. And yes, you're not going to be able to practice every single movement in the same day, but you've got a really long time to practice them. Like you're supposed to be able to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all about intensity. And yeah. And I think like, sorry, continue. No, no. Um, I, well, yeah. Just with intensity. And I think a lot of people as well don't realize or overestimate how much they actually need to do in order to get stronger totally yeah totally um like the the programming i used to run i used to run an affiliate programming company and we used to program for i think it was about five to ten gyms by the time we finished up and we would have like one heavy day per week really similar to where the way we do it at unit four now um and the way we would structure it was that you would do a squat on week one a deadlift type on week two and then a pressing type on week three. So it might be front squats in week one, deadlifts in week two, push press on week three. And then the, the type of movement would change every time so that you're then doing a clean one time and a strict press and bench press and you're doing all these different movements. And it might be three months before you do a heavy front squat again. Mm-hmm. But all of the other work that you've done in that time will have helped you get better at that. You don't have to do it every single time but people were hitting like crazy PRs and they're like, Oh, I haven't done a one rep max front squat since six months ago. And like, Oh, I put 15 kilos on it. Like that's insane progress. If you keep repeating that year, uh, year after year, you'd be like one of the strongest people in the world. <laughs> it's crazy. Like that, what that progress is like, especially when people are starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually find it so interesting how like people overestimate how much they need to do and here's a a really interesting theory that you might find quite interesting as well um so I recorded a podcast just by myself talking about like 
get it or going back to fitness after having a baby and and talking about specifically athletes who have excelled in their sport after they've had a baby and one of the theories is is that they just don't have time to train at the volume that they were training before so their sessions are way more intense because they're shorter they only have time to maybe train like once a day as opposed to twice three times um, and it's actually so much more efficient and that's why they excel because people are massively overtraining and I just find that like that's really interesting that yeah I I would be surprised if like studies come out in the next few years that prove that definitively that sounds yeah that, that totally sounds legitimate legit right let's legit. let's answer a question so I love this question from Sasha um Right, so here we go. What tips do you guys have for people who are quite new to CrossFit but really, really want to reach the point where they can do RX slash do all the skills? Is going to normal sessions enough? Should we be training twice a day? Should we pay for one-to-one coaching to get skills like handstand push-ups, muscle-ups, get better Olympic lifting? Uh, And it would be really good to hear you guys talk about your journey and how you learned your skills when you were working towards them. So quite a lot to discuss in there. Also, Sasha, Sasha's been doing CrossFit at Unit 4 for two years now. I saw her anniversary thing came up the other day. That was cool. And she's also, um, she's also come really far. Like I think um, people maybe uh, forget to look at how far they've come. And I think like you can constantly be looking like ahead at the, all the stuff that you can't do, but look back at all the stuff that you can do. Like I know Sasha, even going into lockdown, I don't think she could do double unders or maybe she was like only stringing together a couple and she just worked on it. And now look at her and it's the same with, with Chris. Chris really wanted to get good at his handstand push-ups, and he's been working at them in lockdown also built tons of muscle so surprised like people are like oh, you can't build muscle in lockdown yeah. look at chris totally, totally false <laughs> totally false yeah um so yeah let's 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 unpack that right so first question uh so she wants to get really good at crossfit do all the skills rx blah 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 is going to the normal sessions enough yes the answer is yes um as long as you're being intentional when you're practicing those skills, you will eventually get there. Extra time put outside of the classes will help, but some things do just take time. Like if you can't do enough pull-ups yet to be able to do a muscle up, doing a one-on-one session with me or Shona or any other coach who can teach them, it's great. You're I'm sure you're going to get you closer to the skill, but you're just not going to do one. Like if you can't do a pull-up, I could spend 15 hours with you one-on-one and it's not going to happen. Like the muscle up's just not going to come. Saying that extra attention does help with things that are only skill-based um, and practice does help with those. So double unders is a really great example. It's really hard to teach double unders, but lots and lots of practice does eventually get you there. And Sasha's proved that point exactly. Um, but yeah, like doing just intention is the whole, the whole deal here. If you just like mope around doing like, half-assed efforts at practice when you're in class you're not going to get there or it's going to take you a, so much longer than if you're like doing really diligent practice trying to be as perfect as you can every single rep that you do of whatever progression that you're following 
yeah, that's a really good point. Like you don't need to do extra sessions, but the sessions that you are doing to so say, for example, we're doing like a, a gymnastic session and as part of the, the daily class, like the effort that goes into every single rep of whatever exercise or whatever drill we're making you do, that will be what makes the difference. Yeah, definitely. I think like the stuff that's overlooked is a really small thing, especially when it comes to gymnastics. Like if we're doing a hollow hole in the warm up and you're just kind of laying there, like looking over, hoping that the coach isn't looking at you because you're not really trying very hard, that's going to translate into your muscle up, your toes to bar and your half-assed effort there will show up when you go to make your attempts at whatever skill it is you're trying to trying to learn at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Sasha never half-asses it though. She always gives the hundred. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so should she be training twice a day? Personally, I don't think that's the best idea, um, especially if you want to live a normal life outside of the gym uh if you have other hobbies you have friends (laughs) you've got a partner like people you want to spend time with being in the gym twice a day does not is not super conducive to actually living a life outside of your exercise practice Um, i know as much crossfit is obviously like a big big part of people's lives once they get into it Mm. but it doesn't have to be the only thing in your life so doubling the amount of time that you're there first of all is a terrible idea just for your joints doing Mm -hmm. twice as much as something instantly is a bad idea Um, Mm -hmm. maybe start off if you're really really keen on doing it add in one extra session per week so you maybe do four days of once once a day and one day where you do twice maybe on a day you have a lot more time like on the weekend or something yeah see a lot of like professional crossfitters are actually really boring people (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they just have nothing else they're doing. Like, I understand, like, like, Sarah, my girlfriend, she trains so much. She's so boring. She's super boring. I really hope she doesn't listen to this. Um, she's a fun person, but she spends so much time in the gym. And that does take away from other things we want to do, other yeah. things as family, spending time together. And that, mm-hmm. that's a sacrifice that she's happy to make and I'm happy to support her through, but it's still a big sacrifice. Yeah, it's that sort of cost-benefit thing that you have to weigh up there don't you um and and the cost would be like having to say no to social occasions having to say no to like a night out because like oh I've got to get up and do my accessory work in the morning Um, and exactly like these are all things that just aren't worth it and also like when we look at professional crossfitters or even people that like train to a very high levels like Sarah, for example, Sarah is a CrossFit coach. So she spends like her full day in the gym. So it's really easy for her. And like, even, even me, like when I have my baby, people, people will probably compare that journey to their journey, but that's because like I spend my life in the gym and it will be really easy for me to, to just have a session. Yeah, Um, exactly. So like Sarah's like, she might do like a strength session and then she's kind of bored in the afternoon. I don't know if that's how it works, but she can probably just like fit something in. Yeah, it's it's definitely easier when you're, yeah, when you're in the gym all the time. Like, and I think it's funny, I'm, I'm a really competitive person and I started CrossFit because I wanted to have a new competitive outlet. And then I ended up only ever doing one competition and I really enjoyed it, but like, it just wasn't, it just doesn't really appeal to me that much, especially because how much you need to suffer 
to be mm-hmm. really, really good at CrossFit. But do yeah. you really do you really think that is the case though? Do you think do you think because I like people will look at you, Chris, and you like how how many times do you properly train at CrossFit right now? Four days a week. Right. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Four days a week. And people would look at you and think that you're really good at CrossFit. And I mean, I look, I would look at you and think you're really good at CrossFit. So I don't, I, I mean, yeah, getting to the stage where you're at the CrossFit Games, yes. But what yeah. Sasha's asking here right now is like being RX. Getting to those skills. Yeah, yeah, so totally. Like, look at Chris. Chris is training like four days a week and he can do a lot of these movements. So it's yeah. just basically what I'm saying is that you don't have to do all this extra stuff. It oh, is about, no, definitely not. Definitely it's not. about like the the intensity at which that you do and and like the effort level and like the just like switching your brain on you know yeah yeah the, the intention there yeah and I think like I said this to Sasha the other day as well is like looking at these like really highly competitive crossfitters a lot of them um so they don't work or they work in the gym they work in fitness yeah. second of all a lot of them are on some sort of like gear and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm going to blanket just say that, like, <laughs> I don't care. A lot of them are on some sort of, like, assistance because the normal person wouldn't be able to recover from the amount of training that they're doing. Um, yeah, I think I think it's hard to look at someone and then think that, oh, well, they were actually an athlete when they were a kid and they trained 10 hours a week as a yeah. child. Then they went to college or uni and they were an athlete in the, when they were there. And they had the full support of an entire organization behind them. And now they train six hours a day based on the 20 years they've had prior to that. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I was really lucky. I was an athlete growing up. I started CrossFit. And the first time somebody showed me what a bar muscle up was, I was able to do one, but I had a really good strength base. I was used to learning new skills. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, um, I'm holding the fingers up to Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was all about hard work. I, I did judo for yeah, of 15 course. years before I even tried that. So mm. I was probably the best candidate for that to happen to almost. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go, Sasha. Um, Chris was an athlete basically from when he came out the womb. And <laughs> that's why like, he's naturally good at stuff. Um, Sasha, like, I don't know if I've really told you what my journey was, but I was not an athlete as a child I uh, only really got into exercising when I was at uni so I was like maybe like 21 or 22 and I was like I am drinking too much lager and eating too much macaroni (laughs) cheese (laughs) I need to start exercising so um I joined the gym and just did like strength stuff and I did the exact like I I remember going to like the the guy that worked there and I was like can you show me like how to lift weights? And he showed me like seven exercises and like for full body. And I went to the gym five days a week and just repeated those same exercises every time. <laughs> and then I remember my friend was like, oh my God, sure, your bum looks amazing. I was like, mm-hmm, yep. It's my seven exercises five times a week. <laughs> uh, and then I think, how did I get in? I, oh, I joined a CrossFit gym because I met Paul. And then Paul was like, uh, oh, you need to try this gym that I've been going to. It's CrossFit. And I was like, <laughs> have you seen CrossFit? Those Kevin pull-ups. 
uh, and then I ended up going. And what we what what it turned out we were doing wasn't really CrossFit. It was like someone's idea of what CrossFit was. Um, and then yeah, that was that was how I got into it. But I wasn't a naturally athletic person in any way. I remember the first wad that I did with Bobby as the coach, and it had box jumps in it, and. I couldn't even jump on a 20 kilo plate. I had to jump on a five kilo plate. And I'd got, I was like trying to impress my new boyfriend, Paul. And yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's, that's my journey. Yeah. So, um, and how long, how long ago was that? Like maybe nine years ago. And so like probably my pro- progression has been quite slow. Um, because there's lots of things that I can't do and I'm still working towards but um, I don't think that's necessarily what I want to get out of CrossFit like being able to RX all the moves I mean I would love to and I am working towards them but it's not like a great deal of urgency like I just really I love I just love like a really sweaty fun hard workout that's it (laughs) and we just had to boil it down to that right should we answer another question yeah, uh, right okay so i think you'll like this one approaches on what priorities should be returning to the gym that's from kev is that the one that you were like yeah i've yeah i've got this i've got one. this one i've got right, this let's one hear it. let's hear it um consistency is the first thing especially if you've not been consistent over the last 12 months um just be consistent give yourself a really low level goal. If you're just starting out, just try and turn up like a couple of times a week. Um, stick to that for the foreseeable until you feel really good and then start to slowly increase that. I do have a formula here of percentages that we can go off of um, to yeah, reintroduce. Well, the well, thing is like Kev has been training consistently yeah. all through lockdown. So I don't think his, like he's not going to any volume because he's, he's been coming yeah. like five, six times yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah, so volume is going to be, so there's three things to look at when someone's not been training at all. And one of those kind of goes out the window for most people, and especially who are coming to the gym just now. Um, so load, which something that most people haven't really had access to outside of like a single dumbbell, single kettlebell, maybe a pair of them. But that's not really going to compare to what they can deadlift or what they can clean or do like a really big exercise on a barbell with. Um, the next one's reps. You've done loads of reps, so that isn't really needed to worry about at this point. Um, and the intensity has been there in some parts, but again, because the load has been so much lower, you could argue that the intensity has been lower as well. So for people who have not been doing anything, and I know there is people out there who are just going to wait until the gym's open to start training. And as much as that's not the best approach, it's an approach that's probably going to happen quite often. So I would advise you to start at 20% of what you could do your previous self. 20% of the load, 20% of the intensity, if you've done absolutely nothing. Right. So this is like this is like you have sat down for the last year and just waited this out. Um, just like that, waiting that for this all actually, to blow over. That was Rowena's qu- question. She said, how should I approach coming back to the gym if I've had a long break? She's had a long break. She's yeah. had a baby. So that, this is like, yeah. this is exactly what like Rowena would follow then. So 20% to start with. And that sounds super conservative. And that's because it is it's intended so that you should encounter absolutely no problems in terms of like little injuries, 
waking up and feeling terrible, anything like that, like that should be an absolute no-go if you follow this. Um, so from that, you would follow that for two weeks at 20%. If you feel fine, you add 40% of that. So that would actually be 28% next. Okay. Uh, I've got them all written down here. Um, and then you would go to, for two weeks there, to then to 40%, two weeks there, 56%, two weeks there, 78%, two weeks there. And then last one, you're a hundred percent. So how so many takes that to get to hundred percent? Four, six, eight, ten. You're in by the 10th week, you're at a hundred percent. So that's like two and a half months. That's pretty good. I would say like, yeah. And, that, and like for some people, if they've really done, like they've like not been walking, like if people have been really, really um, just no activity in their life at all, they might need to add in extra weeks here and there. If they're like, if they wake up in the weeks of like the 40%, they're like, okay, I'm starting to feel it now. Just add an extra weekend. You can extend it as long as you need to. Mm -hmm. um, but for people who are, who have been like training really well over the last few months, maybe they've just been using a dumbbell and that dumbbell is probably the weight that you would normally use for a dumbbell workout if we were in the gym. So those workouts, 100%, go for it. The, the workouts with the possibility of heavier loading like a barbell workout maybe even stuff on a pull-up bar as well if you haven't been using one um, your body weight is probably a lot more than the dumbbell you've been using so swinging that around is going to be a little bit more intense than you're probably used to probably starting at around 40 percent if you've had that dumbbell option kettlebell option whatever it is and then working from there so that cuts it down to like less than two months it would be like after six weeks, like week seven, you'd be at 100% already. So if we open up on the, I think it's the 26th of April. Yep. Yeah, by, by like mid-June, you'd be back up at 100% smashing everything again. That's amazing. And that is also so, it's like really good to hear that in numbers. Like an actual yeah, and it, and it takes away like the, oh, I'll just, I'll ease back in and I'll, I'll see how it goes. And like yeah. week one, your friend who's been training in their garage gym, who has a full setup, wants to do a one rep max deadlift. And you're like, oh, I'll just do it with you. That's fine. And you can't move for the next four days because you've not lifted more than 22 kilos. Yeah. And and that's the last thing that you want, especially when you're so excited about getting exactly. back in the gym and doing all your barbell stuff. You don't want to be taken out for like a week because you've fucked your spine. So yeah, I love that. Um, you can you can send me those numbers because I'm going to yeah, use will, them yeah. when I come back after having a baby. Because that that I love that that's two and a half months because it doesn't really sound like that long either. It's not long it? at all, especially like if like obviously you've been training like throughout your pregnancy mostly so far, um, so you're not really taking like a long break per se right now. But it'll just no. be like at the actual time that you're taking that break. But mm -hmm. yeah, two and a half months is nothing. Like yeah. you can look back and. Yeah, it's not even going to be a, an issue. Yeah, and we'll need to really, like, as coaches, make sure that we're not for sure allowing people to to hurt themselves in that way. Yeah. And that's going to be a real challenge. Isn't that's going to be hard. I think, like, yeah. we're going to – this is going to be a bigger conversation for the coaching staff for sure. Um, but I think it's going to come down to putting, like, a limit on a multiplier of the weight they had. So yeah. an idea I had was whatever dumbbell you had, multiply that by X number. And that's what you can use for the workouts in week one. So like week one and two, you're limited to, let's say one and a half times what you would, what you had for your dumbbell. So if that's a, a barbell workout, 
you might be using 20 kilos if you had like a 12 kilo dumbbell or a 15 kilo dumbbell or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that's going to be really, really tough. Yeah. Yep. But we'll crack down on it. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So Leslie wants to know how many people per session will be allowed back in the gym? So I think there actually is a number that we have to follow and that number is 14 per class. Yes. Is that 14 per yeah. class, including the coach? No, not including the coach. It's 15 no, total. Just 15. And we, yeah, so that was, that was how we did it before, yeah, before lockdown. Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the same as it was before Christmas. I think it's even better than what we had this time last year or before this time last year. I think it's a much nicer class environment with that many people compared to the 20 or so we had at some points. Yeah, I, I like I like it at, at that class size. However, like I just yeah. I want us all to be able to touch each other. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the only bit that I would like. To uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's so, it's, it's nice as a coach as well. And it's nice yeah. um, when you're taking part to have your own little square, your own equipment and all that. And For it sure. feels feels a lot safer because there was like I mean that that's a case with CrossFit if you've got like 20 people in a class and everyone's using a barbell and trying yeah. to not make people drop them on each other kind of scary so um yeah and don't worry Leslie if your concern is that you won't get booked into a class we will make sure that there's there's a class for you we'll be running don't we've not quite discussed it with the boss yet but um for sure we'll definitely have lots of sessions throughout the day definitely everyone can get booked in right okay so question from uh someone else uh, attitudes towards lockdown weight gain oh this is a tough one mm. i actually gained i don't know how much it was because i didn't realize until i looked back um but I, I the first few months i think i just really wasn't moving very much in terms of like getting out of the house i think it was probably that time where we weren't really allowed out very much like there's an april may last year yeah. mm -hmm. um and looking back like i can see a really big difference in what i looked like for that couple of months compared to what i look like now mm -hmm. um i think just just get back to what you're doing yeah like it's it's, it's, like it's it's one of those it doesn't things, matter like, that much like yeah, long term I, yeah that's that's my attitude towards it like some people have gained weight and I think it's really common I mean especially this time of year as well like I found that it was really easy to get out and get my steps in when it was really nice and sunny yeah but then like oh fucking hell cross um lockdown was so hard when yeah. it was raining outside dark all the time and then obviously like there's Christmas, like all the food and the alcohol and stuff. Um, it's just one of those things. And um, I, I think that as, as quickly as you've gained it, you might as quickly lose it again. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah, totally. like now that the gyms are open. Well, they're open in three weeks and you, the it's getting sunnier. You can get out and get your steps in and stuff. And also I just find that people are... Like, see, when there's, like, a new thing that happens, like, there's, like, an, like the lockdown ends. Yeah. People can kind of, like, draw a line under under what's just happened. So, like, maybe you felt really demotivated and, and just, like, maybe not looked after yourself as well. But I find, like, when there's, like, this new start, people can draw a line under it and be like, right, okay, so 
what what can I do now to to put some better habits in place um and I'm sure that will be the case for you but yeah, yeah it's I, like yeah sorry Neil. yeah like I say it's, it's almost like it's it's like new year again I think like the gyms will be just as busy as they would have been in new year if they'd been open all of the people who want that fresh start can use this as that line in the sand like you said mm-hmm. and just like you don't you don't need to feel bad about it it's, I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of people who are in exactly the same position who are going to be turned up to the gym on the same day as you so just turn up and that's uh, that's all you can really do yep yep uh okay so let's have one more question it's from linda how cute is this question what is the best <laughs> i think she was just being a supportive friend and asking this question and um, because i'm like Linda, see, whenever I post anything on the unit four <laughs> members page, you need to respond. Uh, so she funny. said, what is the best thing about CrossFit? <laughs> How cute is that question? That's a, that's a nice question. Um, I think the best thing about CrossFit is that it can be used for so many things. Some people come to CrossFit to lose 100 pounds. Some people come to CrossFit because they want to be a competitive athlete. Some people come to CrossFit because they can't, they know that in a few years time, they're not going to be able to look after themselves if they don't get stronger and healthier and take that, take charge of that for themselves. And there's then everyone else in between. It's, I think it's crazy when you show up to a a CrossFit class and you've got like a 75 year old woman over in the corner and an 18 year old guy over here and someone who just had a baby and like all of these people in exactly the same class with, I'll say the same program, but everyone has their own version of it. Mm-hmm. And they're all having a great time in the same room together at exactly the same time. Yep. I totally agree with that, Chris. And I don't think there's anything that I would add on that. <laughs> well, there we go. Easy. Done. Answered in one go. Uh, that was fun. Did you enjoy it? That was it? fun. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, hopefully like the entire member base of unit four listens to the podcast and then we they have, have to we'll have cancel to. their memberships if they don't yep and then we'll have loads more questions for next time but um thank you so much for coming on my podcast you are welcome anytime <laughs> right thanks then bye bye